one day, that's what I got for you. One day, one day every knee will bow. One day every disease will be gone. One day every sin will be conquered. My Bible tells me that his love covers a multitude. There's something about the sound. There's something about the presence of this place every week. Last week we talked about the sound of abundance of rain. The sound of a mighty rushing wind. In Revelation, anytime God was going to move something, he used the sound of a trumpet. He inhabits the praises of his people. And if we can learn to praise him, even when we don't like to, even when we don't feel like it, even when everything's falling apart, if we can learn to speak his name, the name above all names over our situation and our circumstances and our problems and our struggles and our sin. I'm speaking the name of Jesus in this place. Because the same power that rose my Savior from the grave lives in me. If you're glad you came to church, say I am. Would you give him some praise? Oh, amen. Thank you, worship team. You guys are amazing. Would y'all agree to that? I'm a little, if I stare at you funny today, it's not because you're ugly. Um, we moved it. We got the old sound booth out of here. Uh, so we got more room for seats, which is an amazing problem to have. But y'all are all over the place today, so I'm trying to figure out where everybody's at. So if I miss you today, if I see you at Walmart next week and I said I miss you at church, don't get offended because I really didn't see you because everybody's moved around crazy. I woke up this morning tired because somebody thought it was a good idea to watch that fight last night when I knew what was going to happen. Come on, church. And then they sucker us into paying $100. And it's just, I'm frustrated at myself today. I'm about to send an email and tell them, I, I would have got in there for $300 million. Amen? Come on. <laughs> with both of them. He said with both of them. <laughs> I would pay to watch that, Bobby. So if you can line that up, I'll spend 100 bucks to watch that one. How you doing today? Good? I want to I show you a picture of, of grace today. I want to show you a story uh, of a woman who came into the presence of Jesus and she said absolutely nothing, but she was healed, she was redeemed, she was saved, her faith made her whole, and she didn't even have to say anything to our Savior. She just come into his presence because I don't know if you can tell or not, but his presence is in this place. If you believe that, say I do. I want you to go with me to Luke chapter 7. Luke chapter 7, go all the way down to verse number 36. Luke chapter 7, verse 36. I woke up this morning, man, I felt terrible. And I, I told April, I was like, I, I don't feel good at all. But I guess, guess I, after the first service, I feel okay. Miss, uh, where, where, where's she at? She brought me some, oh man, she brought me some homemade cinnamon rolls. <laughs> and I, it was one bite out of that cinnamon roll and I felt better. And it's the best cinnamon roll I've ever ate in my life. So, amen. Amen. Somebody's awake. <laughs> if we could get excited as he is. I want to show you something amazing today because a lot of times we come to church and we think we got to explain everything to him. Guess what? He already knows. Are you with me? He already knows. 
He already knows what you went through. He already knows what you've done. Guess what? That's why he sent his son to do what he did. And this lady, she was, she was wanting to meet the real Jesus. And so she busted up and, and what messed up the whole religious leader's plan. They were having him over for dinner, and it was all the spiritual religious elite. And this lady busted up in there because she was looking for the Jesus that had walked the earth 30 years. By the way, 30 years of preparation for three years of, uh, of ministry on this earth for three hours of purpose from the sixth hour to the ninth hour as he hung on that cross and he did what he did and this lady wanted to find that Jesus she said I want to find the one that's been walking the streets healing the lame he, he, he she said I want to find the one that, 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 that went to the lowest of the lows and found Nick where he was in his pit and he raised him up to walk again I want to find the Jesus that rescued Richie come on church I want to find that Jesus that is walking around making the blind see the lame walk can I tell you today, I want to dance in the streets of glory. If you're with me, say I am. My wife, I, I got I to gotta tell y'all, she has her, uh, she bought these shoes, and she brought them home, and I said, them were Michael Jackson shoes. <laughs> and so I, I, I had a little joke with her this morning in the first service, so I'll do it again because I thought she was going to get up here this morning doing worship and say, his name is Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> If you're with me, say I am. <laughs> you see, <laughs> in, in honest, 15 years in January, we've been married. I've never had to sleep on the couch yet. Praise the Lord. I've been close a few times, but never had to sleep on the couch. God's been good, amen. God's been good in my life. And I, and I don't know about you, but at 19, I was looking for the Jesus that this lady was looking for. I was looking for the Jesus that I had heard about. But when I walked into that place, can I tell you that, that I didn't know a song they were singing over at Trinity Baptist Church. They were singing some hymns. I didn't know the words to them. And I felt like, Gary, I felt like a fish out of water as I looked around. And so I was just mumbling, acting like I knew what to sing because I didn't want anybody to make fun of me. And, and we got to realize the church it isn't a museum for the religious elite. It's a hospital for the broken. And it doesn't matter if you know the words or not. All you got to do is get in his presence today and he'll heal you and redeem you. And she understood that. They were wanting Jesus to, to get in all involved in their politics and all their rules. But guess what? He's not into elections because he can't be voted out. And last time I checked, he's still on his throne. He's still alive and well. He's sitting at the right hand of his Father with all power and all authority on this earth. So guess what? I'm following and I want to see that Jesus. Luke chapter 7 and verse 36. Look at it with me. One of the Pharisees asked him to eat with him. And when he went to the Pharisee's house and sat down to eat, Verse 37, and behold, a woman in the city who was a, a sinner. One version said she was a known sinner. That was a good first century way of saying she was a prostitute. She comes into this. She knew that Jesus sat at the table. How did she know? Because the word on the street was there was this Savior walking the earth, the Messiah. She wanted to see the, G, the Jesus that was born in a manger. The Jesus that was born of a virgin. The Jesus that, that, that when he was born was revealed to the shepherds. Why the shepherds? Because they are the lowest of lows at the time. He wanted them to know, I didn't come for the righteous. I came for the broken and the hopeless. I came for the ones that are hurting today that feel like they have no hope. Can I tell you that Jesus doesn't condemn? He covers you today. If you believe that, say, I do. Behold, 
When she knew that Jesus sat at the table in the Pharisee's house, she brought an alabaster flask, alabaster flask of fragrant oil. And she stood at his feet behind him, weeping. You got to get it today. She walks in the religious leader's house. She wasn't invited. She didn't care. They, they didn't want her there. She didn't care. She said, if I could just get to the presence of Jesus, I know everything. Benji, I know everything will be okay. Did she say anything? No. She began, she come up behind him, Tom. She come up behind our Savior. Benji, come here. I'm going to use you again this week. You're sitting on the front row. You're going to get used up here, buddy. Time to go to work. Amen. Jesus, is, she comes up behind him. She didn't say a word. She didn't say anything to him because guess what? He, she, she probably felt like, Lord, I, I got some dark, dark things in my life. I don't care. I already know. Lord, I, I've done some terrible things in my life. I don't, I don't care. I already know. And, the, and, and at some point, she comes around in front of him, and she begins to wash his feet. Thanks, Benji. She begins to, to wash his feet. Everybody say grace, grace. without words. I want to show you today there's some things that we got to learn how to do in order to, to, to continue to walk in this world. we got to learn how to worship when our, worlds, when our words fail us. Because how many of you in this room have ever made a promise that you didn't keep? How many of you have ever told God, I'm going to do this and it, and it didn't last? But guess what? He's still on his throne and he still loves you and he died for you. And his, sin, his blood covers your sin. And the same blood that covered me at 19 will cover you today. There's hope in his house. Somebody give him some praise. He inhabits the praises of his people. Tom, guess what? You don't have to say a thing today. You came in this room heavy. You came in this room struggling. You don't have to say anything. He already knows. I remember that day I walked the aisle and I thought I had to tell him everything I'd done wrong. He already knew. He knew I was going to be there on that exact day. And at that moment, he rescued me. If you've been rescued, would you raise your hand? Man, it's great. Would, would you just give him three seconds of praise if you've been rescued in this building? Church ought to be enjoyed, not endured. Are you with me, Sam? Say, I, I got to go to the second, the first service. No, you get to go to the first service because God's in this place. He's in this house, and you get to sit in the presence of an almighty king today. I don't got to go. I get to go, and I'm glad I'm here. Amen? This lady, this sinner, this, she walks into the religious leader's house and she brought an alabaster flask of fragrant oil. You say, why would she bring all that fragrant oil? Because that was the very thing that she was trying to cover up her dirtiness with her whole life. She was trying to use that oil to cover up all the sin and all the things that she had done wrong. And she figured out somewhere along the way that you can't cover it up. You can only be rescued from it by the, the, the scarlet. Whoa, man, come on, church. The blood of Jesus that's applied to your life. What can wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. She realized that she had been looking at every other source, but there was only one source that can sustain her. is our Savior, Jesus. Look at this. Verse 38, and she stood at his feet behind him weeping, and she began to wash his feet with her tears. She began, her weeping turned to worshiping. Richie, she, she started weeping, and then all of a sudden she began to worship, and guess what? She didn't say a word to him. Because you don't have to say a word today. He already knows you're in his presence, and sometimes when you'll just get in his presence, he'll do mighty things in your life. She said, I, at his feet, she began it. Now, she wiped with the hair of her head. That's how you ladies spend a lot of money on your hair. Amen. 
Husbands, don't amen right now. And then some of y'all, it takes y'all two or three hours to fix your hair. Am I right? I don't have that problem. I'm the only smart guy in the room. Oh, there's a few of us. Some of y'all catch up. Benji walks in. She begins to weep because she didn't ever, she didn't, wasn't born and say, I want to be a prostitute. People aren't born and say, I want to be a drug addict, but life happens. The enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And if you can learn to worship today, and you don't even need any words, because guess what? Worship will do what your words can't do. If you're listening, say, I am. Everybody say, grace without words. When the Pharisee, she began to to wash his feet with her tears. She wiped them with the hair of her head and she kissed his feet and anointed them with fragrant oil. Look at verse 39. And when the Pharisees who had invited him saw this, he spoke to himself. Look at what he said. He spoke to himself saying, this man, if he were a prophet, would know who and what manner of woman this is who is touching him, for she is a sinner. I can't believe she showed up to church today. I know what she's done. She smelled like cigarettes. You ever heard? She, that, that, that old boy smells like alcohol. The church needs to be a hospital for the broken. And if sinners can't come in the church, what do we have it for? I remember one Wednesday night, I was standing out front. It's been a few years ago. And a young lady came in and asked for the youth pastor. I was a youth pastor at the time, and Benji, they came and found me. And I'll never forget what she said. I walked up to her and she said, I just wanted to know if I could come to church here. You could tell she was sad and upset. And I said, of course. Why wouldn't you be able to come to church here? And she said, well, I just left the church and they told me I couldn't come there if I was going to wear these clothes. You got to change the heart before you can change the clothes. And I can imagine, Tom, the moment this lady walked in the house. And by the way, just FYI, I don't know about you, but if I'm having, Brother Damon, if I'm having a big nice dinner at my house and I've set the table and I've done away with the, the great value paper plates and I put the Dixie paper plates out, come on, somebody. <laughs> we ain't got no fine china at my house. We, we got the good cups. We go, we go to the places like Fuzzies and Mark Dean's where you get the cups for after, yeah, y'all know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Is that right, Miss Tim? <laughs> but if I've set a table and I have a guest of honor at my house and somebody walks in my house that, that I don't know and comes up to my guest of honor, I'm going to ask them, what are you doing? You want, this, you, what are you doing here? But they didn't say anything to her because maybe this prostitute who they were claiming, calling a sinner, maybe she had just been there before. Are you with me? Not only, Simon didn't say nothing because maybe he just met this lady before. But you notice she didn't call out anybody in the room. She went straight to the Savior. She didn't point out anybody else's sin. She didn't begin to call them out. She was going right to the presence of the Lord. She didn't say a word. She bowed at his feet. She washed it with her tears. She took the hair of her head and began to scrub his feet. And she began to use this fragrant oil that had failed her her whole life. Because we try to use everything else in the world to, to sustain us. But only his blood 
can rescue us. Who the Son has set free is free indeed. If you're in this room today, you're not too far. Your sin isn't too dark. It's not too black. What can wash away my sin with the blood? He can turn you white as snow. And you don't even have to say anything today because he's in this place. And if he's in this place, the same power that rose him from the grave can rise you up and give you a foundation that can't be rocked. There's no gates in hell that can come against it. There's no sin that can conquer it. Y'all mind if I preach a little? I'm going to share with you as I close, church, why I preach the way I preach. You got to learn to worship when your words fail you. Look at what happens. What's she doing here? I've heard that before. Why? I'm sure that's what what happened when I walked in. What is that? I, I met a lady this week. I love this. It's just a picture of grace. Grace, by the way, grace isn't earned; it's offered, and it's for everybody. Everybody say all. all. That means all. By the way, look at your neighbor. Tell them grace without words. Lady coming here in the church, and we were talking, and she said, "I always get nervous." Now, Gary, if you go and tell this, I'm, I'm going to find you. I ain't always been a preacher, okay? She, come, she comes in, and she said, we're talking, and she said, is Pam your mom? And I always get nervous because y'all know I ain't always been in church. I ain't always been a good, and my family's a little cray-cray sometimes, okay? But that's why you need grace, right, Natalie? And uh, I said, yeah, yeah, she is. And we kind of joked around, and I said, you know, I always get asked all the time, is your mom Pam? Yeah. You're a preacher? Yeah. How'd that happen? <laughs> That's what grace does. The world says I shouldn't be here, but when the world says no way, God's people say Yahweh. If you're listening, say I am. Look at what happens. This, this man, he spoke to himself saying, if he, if he were a prophet, he would know who and what manner of woman this is who's touching him, for she's a sinner. And Jesus answered and said to him, Simon, I have something to say to you. And so he said, teacher, say it. He said, there was a certain creditor who had two debtors. One owed 500 denarii, about a year and a half's wages. The other 50, about a month and a half's wages. And when they had nothing in which to repay, he freely forgave them both. Tell me, therefore, which of them will love him more. Simon answered and said, I suppose the one who he forgave more. He said, Simon, I get, there were two people. One owed a whole lot more than the other, and he forgave both of them. He said, Simon, which one? Which one would love him more? Which one? He said, the one that he forgave more, Lord. The, the one that, that he forgave more, therefore, which one will love him? Simon answered, I suppose the one he forgave more. And he said to him, you have rightly judged. And look at what happens. Look at this church. He turned to the woman. He faced the woman, but he spoke to Simon. He faced the, the sinner, but he corrected the religious. Are you with me? He faced the broken. But he spoke to the, to the sanctified out there. He, he faced, he, because he came into this world for the lowly of low, the ones who thought that they were worthless. He said, you're not worthless. I gave my life for you. That three hours on that cross, the grave is empty. I'm no longer there. And he did it for you and I because we can worship without words today and we can worship when the world fights us. I don't know about you, but I'm not interested in apologizing for being a Christian. Paul said, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. 
I am sick and tired of hearing when the name of Jesus, it's offensive. Well, guess what? If you get offended by the name of Jesus, you probably don't know him as your Lord and Savior. And if you don't know him as your Lord and Savior, you better get to know him soon. Because this world is going to heck in a handbasket quick. He's coming home to get his children. You better be ready to go. Everybody say grace without words. We got to learn how to worship when the world bites us. When everything else is falling apart. Look, this woman was so desperate. If we would get so desperate for his presence today, we would run into this place every time we could. We would, Benji, you came in here the other day, you blessed my heart in the middle of the week, sat over there on the front row and prayed in the middle of the week because he's so anxious and so desperate to the presence of the Lord. That's what it is. She was so desperate and she didn't care what people thought. She was, she was so at the point. But guess what? She had, she had some darkness in her life. But there's nothing too dirty that he can't make worthy. You wash me in mercy. I am clean. On those moments when you feel like everything's falling apart. Because if you ever make a stand for Jesus, the world is going to fight you. You got to worship when your words fail you, and you got to worship when the world fights you. Look at what happens. If you're listening, say, I am. He turned to the woman, he said to Simon, Do you see this woman? I entered your house, and you gave me no water. You know the law, Simon. The guest of honor comes to the house, you offer him water. He said, You gave me no water. He said, You gave me no kisses. Look at, look at what he says to him. He, you enter my house, you gave me no water for my feet, but she's washed my feet with her tears and she's wiped them with her hair of her head. He said, you gave me no kiss, but this woman has not ceased to kiss my feet since the time I came in. You did not anoint my head with oil, but this woman has anointed my feet with fragrant oil. You know what she was saying, church? She was saying, here I am, Lord. Here I am. I've tried everything the world has to offer. I didn't plan on being where I'm at today. I didn't plan on being dirty like I am. I didn't plan on, on, on ending up the way that I ended up. I don't want to hear it. Imagine Jesus, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear what you have to say because it doesn't matter. Because there's nothing too dirty that he can't make worthy. There's nothing too broken that he can't heal. There's nobody lost enough that he can't save. She worshiped him without saying one single word. Because if you don't even know the words today, you can stand with your arms saying, I love you, Lord. And I lift my voice to worship you, oh, my soul. Rejoice. Take joy, my king. You see we missed it. We want to come in with our list, say, Lord, I've done all. He already knows. Benji, we got to worship when our words fail us because worship can do what our words can't. I was, uh, I was preaching to myself this week. I always do that. You got to preach to yourself, amen? Hashtag preach to yourself. I remember there's some songs that I don't know, worship songs. I don't, there's new ones, and I don't know the words, Miss San. 
And so if I find myself not knowing the words, I'll be like, I don't know this one. I ain't going to sing. I'm not singing because I know the words. I'm singing because my Savior gave his life and rescued me and redeemed me. And I don't, it doesn't matter if I know the words or not. You got to worship when your words fail you. You got to worship when the world fights you. And you got to worship when worry finds you. Look at what happens. You did not anoint my head with oil, but this woman has anointed my feet. Look at what he says in verse 48. Then he said to her, your sins are forgiven. The first time that he spoke to her. This was the first time he spoke to her. Can anyone find anywhere where she said anything to him? No. She worshipped him. She worshipped him without words. She worshipped him when the church came against her. She worshipped him. You know she had to be worried. Y'all want to know why I preach the way I preach? Can I tell you today? Two weeks ago after church, this is real. I'm a faith preacher, not a fake preacher, amen? amen. If I'm hurting, you're going to know it, and I'm hurting a little bit. There was a man weeping on the back row, and I sat with him for about 40 minutes two weeks ago. For the first 10 or 15 minutes, I just sat there. Finally, I asked him, I said, is there anything I can help you with? Tommy looked at me and he said, I'm not a believer. I said, that's okay. Neither was I at 19. We talked for a long time and gave him my phone number. And he texted me, Charlie, that afternoon and said, hey, thanks for talking with me. Monday, he sends me a message, Benji, and he said, hey, I want to come by and meet with you. I said, come on. He comes in this building that Wednesday. Man, he has some joy, church. He was different. He was smiling. Everybody's seeing it. He sat down in my office. He said, I just wanted to come tell you. That Monday, I gave my life to Jesus Christ. I had no words, but sometimes just sitting in his presence is powerful. He was going through separation. Friday, I reached out to him. I've never met this guy in my life. He said, uh, we're not going to be able to mend things. We're going to have to get a divorce. I just told him I'm sorry. Because sometimes there's nothing you can say to make it better. The one thing that I can hold on to is that God brought him to this place. And that he gave his life to him. And I, I invited him to the men's thing that Saturday. And I didn't see him. I didn't see him at church last Sunday. Church, can I tell you, there's nothing too dirty that he can't make worthy. You're never too far away from him. Remember the prodigal son? He ran off and did his thing. And when he turned around, the father was waiting with his arms. He's, he's been waiting. On the way to water park, stay with me, church. Would you stand to your feet?
On the way to the water park, I got a message that that man had taken his life. This world will fail you. The enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But my God is alive. And his grace covers all. And he came into this building today. You don't even have to say anything. I don't know where you are. I don't know what's going on in your life. But I can tell you, the same love that covers me can cover you today. I don't care what your struggle is. You got to learn how to worship him even when your words fail. You got to worship him today even if the world fights you. And you got to worship him today even when worry finds you. His love covers a multitude. Amen. 30 years of preparation for three years of ministry and three hours of purpose. From the sixth hour to the ninth hour, as he hung on that cross, he was thinking about you and you and you. You don't even have to know the words of this song. You don't even have to know any scripture today to say, here I am, Lord. Here I am, and I love you, and all of me is here. Heads bowed, eyes closed. Would you just lift your hands in the air today? All across the room, there's something about how he inhabits the praises of his people. I don't know what you're going through. I don't know what battles you face. I don't know what your struggles are. I might not even have an answer to, to fix it, but I can tell you who can. His name is Jesus, and his name above all names, the king above all kings, and he loves you today. Father, we love you and we thank you. God, we ask you to come into our hearts. God, we ask you to search them as David did. Lord, we worship you today without words. We worship you as the world fights us, and we worship you as worry has found us. We give you glory and honor. We praise you today in the only name to pray the name of Jesus. And everybody says, with no one looking around, you can stand and worship today, but if God spoke to your heart, I want you to step out right now. You see, look at this. This lady was so desperate. She didn't wait for the altar call to come down and get at the feet of Jesus. She came right in the middle of the service. She was so desperate for the presence of the Lord in her life. Are you desperate enough that you don't even wait for the invitation but say, Lord, here I am, and you come to the feet of Jesus today. She laid it at his feet. That's how desperate she was. Heads bowed, eyes closed. say, God spoke to me in a mighty way today. If that's you, would you slip your hand up? He spoke to me in a big way all across the room. Raise them up high. Here in a second, I'm going to open up these altars and we're going to make a place around here at the feet of our Savior. If you don't come back forward, just worship. But please don't miss out on the power and the presence of the Lord today. We, we love you, Lord, and we lift our voice. Altar